0: Hey, you're listening to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you've got this.
1: Okay, I am so glad you were with us this week. So it's interesting, you know, Ashley... Guys, know Ashley. She's been on the show a million times. <laughs> we always talk about life, right? We, we, um, we do, right, Ash? We are always, oh boy, you know, we're always we sure having something to analyze and discuss. And so, recently, Ashley was talking about traveling for Christmas with her kids, and I thought, gosh, you know what? We've talked about being a good hostess. Like, what do you do when people are coming to visit? And we'll talk about that some today because it is different. Um, for the holidays, and when you've got people coming with kids. But Ashley, her life has changed a bit. She's, in fact, I'll just let her tell. Tell you, tell everybody, Ashley, what you were talking yeah. about talking about.
2: Well, my big question for you was, we're going to be traveling for the holidays, like most people. But now I have a new extended family where we just got married, and so now we have new kids in the family and old kids in the family, and new family to go and visit and i was just really wondering about how um what kind how i can be a good guest i know what it's like to have people in my home and i know how you know i feel like i'm working on being a good hostess but how do i be a good guest when we're traveling
1: yeah i thought that was so great to talk about because i've traveled of course with kids and i'm getting ready to do that we're taking henry and sarah to new zealand and we're about to stay in people's homes they've never met, and so I, too, have to think about how do you be a good guest and what do you do, and so much depends on the age of the kids, and most of these listeners have young kids, and so let's talk about that first. When you're traveling with young kids, what in the world do you do? Well, first of all, you need to think through it. You know, unfortunately, most of the okay. stuff I talk about falls back on us, right, as moms, or the parents. It doesn't have to just be the moms, but the moms and dads. Yeah, These parents have to decide. Sometimes that's the hard part. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Because especially yeah. at the holidays, you're like, I have enough. Don't make me think through one more thing. But that's exactly yeah. what I'm going to tell you. I want you to think through where you're going. That's the first question is, okay, um, as a mom, whose homes are you going into? Are they homes where the people have little kids, too? So there's going to be toys around and there's going to be things. Um Already there, so you don't have to prep as much, or are you going to grandparents' house or somewhere like that, or Aunt knuckle who have grown kids they don't have small children, and so maybe you need to think about, okay, what are my kids going to be doing? How do I you know keep them busy and not destroying somebody's house because mm-hmm. it is true um yeah, everybody's home is different, right, so that's the first thing, so I would think through, okay. If it is someone that does not have toys, some easy things that you can take along. And, again, these are things that will help you on the car ride, too, because a lot of times you're going a few hours away when you're going on these trips. It's not like next door. So think things that will pack in a Ziploc bag. I think that gallon, 2 gallon size Ziploc bag is a great resource. So you can take okay. um, little cars and trucks and things those can go in a ziplock bag you can do that you can take lacing cards something like that even some blocks you might not be able to take the whole set of blocks but you can fit some in a two-gallon bag so it makes it easy for cleanup even books put those in a ziplock bag um some basic art materials, paper and pencils. No, not your permanent markers. You're not want to take those to Grandma's house. But, you know, some <laughs> pencils and papers and things that are easy to clean up, even making a batch of Play-Doh to take. Um, again, probably not the time you want to break out the red glitter Play-Doh, but you want to do some of the herbal Play-Doh it would be great and some simple tools for the children to work with. But if you have a variety of things that are going to, help keep the children busy in the car, and when you get there, you're going to see things go so much smoother. And I wouldn't rely on the person you're going to see to do that. You as a mom need to prep those kind of things for your children and have that ready. So that would be number one. Does that make sense?
2: Okay. That does. That That actually makes perfect sense. We can't rely on people. Now, if they have something, that's a great bonus, but it's our job to go ahead and prepare for what the Well hell. it
1: is. And some and some people, again, if they've got small kids, they're gonna have a lot of the things that your kids will play with. So you're not gonna have to do mm-hmm. as much prepping. But it really does <laughs> – uh, and, again, this is why Ziploc bags work. And I always you – look, know, I'm a big fan of packing in laundry baskets when I go places with little kids. And the a laundry bag hold lots of Ziploc. Well, it's just easier because then you already have a place to put the dirty clothes. You have a place um, – it's just you can see more there. You can put more in their shoes and their diapers and their pajamas. It, it, they stack in the car easier. It's just been a way that I've traveled – When I had small kids, if I was going in the car, Um, especially to someone's house, not as convenient as going to a hotel. But this is someone's house. You're being a good guest in a home. The other thing you need to think about is the space you're going into. Again, um, think of your mom's house. You know, I know you've mentioned before your mom doesn't have a lot of little little kids around. So her home is for adults. And so when you go into that space, you've got to be prepared and prepare your children um for going into this kind of space. And, and it's a okay. catch-22 because I, I know often if people come into my house, I think, oh, man, I should have put those things away as to not tempt little kids because when we had little kids in our home, I didn't have my precious items at grabbing level, right? And so yes. um one thing, is I think it is okay to say, hey, we're going to be coming, and, you know, my two-year-old is definitely in the grabbing phase. So if there's something precious, you know, we're, while we're teaching them not to touch, to look with eyes only, um, that might be something you might want to think about um, putting away, if you don't mind, because we sure don't want to see any of your precious things broken. How you say it, I think, is so important, too. You don't want to say, hey, clean your house and remove it, change it up for my kids, but at the <laughs> yeah. same time, I think it is okay to – because we forget, we as adults who don't have little kids in all the time, we forget – the different stages, where parents who are in it, they're very aware that their kids are grabbing things and throwing them across the room. Um, The other thing I, I think is so important when you're going to be a good guest, is have a phone call before. It really is honest communication and saying, hey, we are so excited about coming. What can we do to make sure that we are not an inconvenience? Do I need to bring pack and place? Do I need to bring um, sleeping bags? What else can we do to make this easy on you having us here? We're so grateful. Um, you know, what are some things we can do? Do we need to bring a high chair? Find out so that don't you don't get there and not have what you need. I think that's fine because some people have that stuff. Like I've tried to start collecting it at my house, having some high chairs Mm -hmm. and packing place so that um, the kids won't have to bring all that with their grand babies. But um, not everyone has that. And I don't have everything. And so that conversation. The other key thing I think is so important about being a good guest is when you go in, you ask the house rules. Okay. What are the house rules? Is this a shoes on, shoes off house? That mm-hmm. plenty of people don't allow shoes in their house, but they're not going to say to you, hey, can you take your shoes off? They feel uncomfortable. So you go on the offense and say, hey, what are the house rules that we need to be aware of that I need to let the kids know? No eating on the you sofa. Know, yeah, that is such a That's
2: great point because not long ago we went to my mother's house. And I know what's interesting is I know because I grew up in the house, you don't eat anywhere besides the kitchen or the kitchen table. Well. Right. In my home, my home is a little more flexible. We have one of those big open spaces, and I often let my kids sit and eat snacks while they're watching a show on the sofa. Well, that's not acceptable at my mother's house, and I knew that growing up, but I did not prepare my kids for that. And so they were eating on the sofa, and I was mortified because I could kind of see my mom going, I can't really say anything to them. But she's not really controlling the situation.
1: So it was... Yeah, it is, it it is was on us touching. as the guest, right, mm-hmm. to not assume that the rules we have at our house are the same. It isn't on the hostess. We don't want to put them in that situation to say, hey, this is not okay. You know, so just, you know, think through. You are invading someone's home. And and, and I always try and... um, I'm not a great guest all the time. I mean, I forget, and you just... You know, you forget, but but mm-hmm. asking things like, again, hey, what do the kids need to do with their plates when they're done? What's the cleanup rules? Do so they need to go ahead and put them in the dishwasher? What would you like us to do with our dirty towels? Is it, do you want us to reuse those while we're here? Do you want us to get fresh ones every day and bring you these? What, what are the rules for that? Definitely when oh. you leave, you know, etiquette as far as stripping your sheets. I mean, you know, common, <laughs> I'm a big post etiquette book, you know, get uh, one of those etiquette books. I think some of that stuff still rings true. You know, do we need to strip our sheets? Um, where would you like to put it, us to put it? And ask, because some people don't want you to strip the sheets because they don't want to look at an unmade bed for right now. I mean, technically, I think you're supposed to strip your sheets, fold them, put them on the end of the bed and remake the bed without the sheets. Yes. because uh, everyone has different things that they like. And I think it's always helpful just to say, hey, we want to make this easy for you. Here's the thing. If you are a good guest, people will want you to come back, and they will not dread seeing you come. If you are not a good guest, people will dread to see you come. They really will. And I think we are more guilty, um, both as the hostess and as the guest with our family members. I think mm-hmm. often we'll go to someone we don't know as well, and we will be better guests. But if it's someone like if the kids are coming, you know, my grown kids are coming. I'm not always the best hostess. I, you know, if a guest was coming, I would get up and make sure breakfast is made and I'm not as good as, as that if it's somebody I know really well. So I think all, all of us, you know, whether you're the guest or the hostess need to be just as considerate when it is family. Um, yes. because we want to be good guests. We want yes. to make it easy on the people that are having us there. The other thing is a pickup, something as simple as every single day do a pickup. And making your beds in the morning. Um, Even if their beds aren't made, it looks nice to have a bed made. So don't leave your bedroom or wherever you're staying a disaster while you're there. Keep things as tidy as possible. And I know you've got kids. I get it, and it's difficult. I didn't say it had to be perfect. But keep clothes in one stack. Make the bed in the morning. Do those things that show, you know, that you're going – you're doing those things to respect their space. I think that's mm-hmm. important. And then a general pick-up at night, hey, what can we do to help you? Some people will say nothing, but others will say, yes, you can take out the trash or you can do this, but off offer mm-hmm. that stuff. So we're there. not
2: treating but, it as a bed and breakfast, even though oftentimes correct. it's like our mother or our father that we're going to. We're treating it as though it were, I guess, almost someone that you're new to in their house. It's not that's a time right. for, unfortunately, sometimes traveling is not a
1: vacation for mothers. And, and I think that's what we think. I know I do. I'd go to yeah. my mom's house and just be like, oh, I'm going to yeah. sleep, you take the kids. And yes. I think we're happy to do that, and my mom was happy to do that, but I think we do have to be careful. It's not the time we take our stuff and dump it and turn their house It was ready and clean for us, and it just uh-huh. becomes a disaster, yeah, We've got to be more aware. So we don't aware. treat it
2: like it's our house where we're, like, coming in and we're doing all of our laundry. We don't get to do our regular routine. We do oh, we, our hostesses' I mean, routines, correct?
1: I think you do. Yeah, I mean, I think you have okay. to. Again, communication is key. I, I think it, if it's a home situation, again, always ask before you do that. You know, hey, do you mind if I throw a load of laundry in? Is the, you know, because they might have a plan for that Do you mind if I jump in the kitchen and make something for the kids? I brought that with me. If your kids have special diets, you want to make sure you bring that stuff along. Don't expect them to run to the store to buy your, you know, almond milk unless that's a family. Yeah. I mean, if they ask, you know, I try to be... If someone's coming to my house, I'll try to say, hey, what special things do you need? I'm going to the store. Let me grab that for you because I want to do that. And most people want to do that, but if don't expect them to do that. Again, I think it's that, you know, we have these expectations, we as a society, and we just have those, and then it gets stressful when they're not met. You know, oh, you don't have that? Oh, okay. So try and you be prepared. If your kids need something special, it's your responsibility to bring it. And then if you need to prep it in the kitchen, say, hey, do you you mind if I, you know, come in here and do this? And then clean up your mess. Definitely don't leave your dishes and stuff after you've made breakfast or whatever or lunch or whatever you've done in there. You know, being a good guest is going to almost as if you weren't there. Okay, and I now, don't want you to feel like no, I'm not putting pressure. Hold on, let me okay. back up though. I don't want you okay. to think I'm saying that you have to tiptoe around and you can't be comfortable because I hope you know you've been to my house plenty. I hope people come into my house yes. as guests and they feel comfortable and they can do that. I'm just saying from the guest perspective right now what do you uh-huh. want to go in. And be as respectful and be as cautious and careful and prep your kids for that. I think that's being a good guess, so my ahead, question
2: is is so we had yeah, for Thanksgiving, I had um people from infants, little infants to eighty years old. And I really struggled, and I feel like maybe part of it was my fault because I didn't ask or did i I didn't communicate well enough. But I found oftentimes repeatedly like dinner was ready when they were putting the baby down. So we had to wait 45 minutes to an hour for the parents to come back down. And so dinner was getting cold, dinner was getting overdone, or, like, I was didn't have lunch prepared in time for the child to eat. So how, like, as a guest do we communicate, you know, I do have my child, my young child on a schedule. These are kind of the times that we eat it, do you mind if I make something else or don't hold dinner for us? How hey, do we do that? Because it question. was hard oh as a hostess yes. to have all that happening, and then someone go, oh, i got to go put the baby to bed, and dinner's cold.
1: Yes, and I ha- I remember as the hostess, like I'll know if people come mm-hmm. and maybe someone's an early person and they like to eat immediately, but somebody else doesn't like to eat until 10 o'clock, and then you're trying to – I feel like I was a short-order cook – so one yes. of the things as a hostess I've done is I will buy some pastries. You're going to know this okay. because you've been in my house. I always buy some yes. pastries to have available for the early risers who want to eat immediately. I just keep those out, and so the people who get up, can grab that on their own, and then I feel as if their needs are being met. But then later in the morning, often I will cook something. I don't typically cook like at seven in the morning. I typically cook breakfast yeah. a little later, so I would cook something, and so it would work out. But I think discussing schedules and just saying, "Hey, as you go in as the guest, hey, what what are your um, what are your typical schedules?" Because I want to make sure that um, you know I've got to get the baby on a schedule. Just what you said, I've got the baby on a schedule, and we don't want to hold you out. So I just want to know know, if you eat at five, I'm probably gonna be feeding her. So don't go on and I'll just grab something afterwards. I think being clear and and while the hostess might say, Hey, we'll wait for you, I think most of the time they would be relieved to say, Oh, thank you, that we're not holding everyone up. But it is that okay, who who are you know, who's gonna win that? So I think as the guest, you know, say things like it's, it's no big deal. I'll grab a plate and eat while I'm breastfeeding the baby. You know, we're used to that as okay. the moms. You know, unfortunately, it is the season we're in, and I think that it's not um, – I, I think that is okay. I think it is okay to excuse yourself and not be at the dinner table when you're the breastfeeding mom. Is it stinky? Yes. Do you wish you were there? Yes. But all of us who have done it, we know it is that season that you don't get your hot meal. And, and the hostess might say, hey, let me take the baby while I can't breastfeed the baby. Then I can play with the baby while you eat. It's uh-huh. all communication. Okay. But if everybody's trying okay. to guess what everyone's doing, often that will lead to frustration. So, yes. you know, I, I've even thought sometimes, do you make a menu? I mean, do you make a menu and do you make a um, do you make a general time? I mean, I know I did that uh-huh. when I had a bunch of girls come over. I kind of gave everybody the outline so they would know what to expect. And I think that is helpful from the hostess perspective. You know, maybe just if you have a chalkboard, throw that out there. These are the things I've planned for dinner. These are kind of the approximate times. And
0: that that actually sounds like
1: a really great idea. Well, and that opens the door for the guests to say, oh, man, the baby normally eats it here, but y'all go ahead and then... I'll do it. But uh, definitely the when you go to bed at night, too, one thing is the hostess you can do is have the coffee ready for them, like in the sense of let them know where everything is if they're coffee drinkers, and let them know where that morning, maybe it's the protein bar or it's the pastry, and say, hey, look, I'm going to sleep until about 8 o'clock, but I want you to feel free to go in that kitchen, <laughs> and hear the coffee is ready for you, just push start, and there's some pastries ready, and then I'll make some eggs when I wake up. So. I think that's all okay. Or for the guests to say, Hey, I'm going to sleep in today. Is that okay? Don't worry about me for breakfast. You know, y'all go on about your day. I'm going to enjoy sleeping in a little bit. Um, yeah. Those kinds of things. I think for the most part, everyone's okay with, but it's just the not knowing that causes the stress. The communication. That's really great. Yeah. So here's my next question. Okay. What happens
2: when you have a misbehaving child? Now, well, I have young ones and I have teenagers. Well, we all yeah. know that they can misbehave at any age. Frankly I can misbehave too. So
1: Yeah. What I've what do that. we
2: do when we have <laughs> <laughs> when we have okay, that yeah, I know I was about to say, yeah, it's Willie time somewhere. <laughs> um what do we do when we have that child who's and you have been traveling. Like, say you go to Christmas at one person's house and then you travel to another Christmas and then yeah. you go somewhere for New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. It is hard to keep our kids, even grown kids, I feel like, get out of sorts when they're not in their space. So how do we handle the kids, like, because I don't want it to feel like it's my, um, their grandparents' responsibility or their aunts and uncles' responsibility to entertain them while they're misbehaving just to keep the peace. So how do we... Handle that? Like, do I need to step back and be with uh, my child and make sure uh, that they get the great. rest or make sure that they get the discipline? What do, cause it's hard to take ourselves out of this space, you know, cause we would yeah, be like, is, you need hot. to straighten up cause I'm spending time with my family and I want to enjoy it, dad gummit.
1: <laughs> Correct. That is exactly what it is. It's so frustrating because here you've got kids who are sugared up. They're off their routine. They're exhausted. And then you mm-hmm. as the adults going, oh, my gosh, adult time. I want adult time. So it's, yes. it is frustrating. And, again, I go back to, and I, I hate this answer. I know it's not the answer anyone wants to hear, but it is a season. And, unfortunately, it is part of the end job responsibility of parent. it should say, misses lots of fun conversations late at night due to kid meltdown um, because, The best thing to do, honestly, is to remove yourself from the situation. Take and invest a few moments in your child to get them settled somewhere, to get them asleep most likely, and then you can come back to the party. But if you just keep going and ignore the kid and think it's going to go away, it's not going to go away. And typically Mm -hmm. it just rises to then you're angry and you're embarrassed because it is embarrassing when our kids lose it and act like that. But often we think if we just ignore it, either someone else will take it or, you know, I mean I've I've done it. I, I've watched my kids do that. And I've just like, oh, I don't want to miss this. I'm having such a great time.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't want to miss
1: it. You get kinda almost angry because you're like, Dad, yeah. Yes. But unfortunately it will only go from bad to worse. Rarely does a kid go, All right, I'm gonna get it together now and I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, work this out. You go on, mom. You know, it just isn't yeah. gonna happen, and and <laughs> and and most people are not gonna to say to you, "Take your screaming kid out of here," but that is what they're thinking. Yes. I mean, it is. I know people were thinking that at me um, when I had little kids melting, and so take the melting yes. kid. Often, if you will lay down with them, read them a story, um, help them calm their body, put on a kid meditation, or you know, some soft music, some some uh-huh. you know, just talking to them softly. It's amazing what it will do. So. Yeah, okay. I know that's not the popular answer, but it really is the better answer, especially when you're the guest. Um, okay. Especially when you're the guest, yeah.
2: Okay, so any other pieces of advice that we really need to take in to this holiday season when we're going into other people's homes and how to appreciate our hostess while, you know, also being able to enjoy our holiday.
1: Absolutely. I mean, number one, I'm old school. Don't show up empty-handed. It doesn't take much to run into a grocery store and grab um, a bouquet of flowers, a candle, an ornament, um, something, and a handwritten note to say thank you um, for having us. Um, Most people, when they are having you, it costs them a fortune to go to the store and get extra food and make sure they've got the linens. They've spent all that time and effort um, preparing, and they want you there. But just a simple... um, A simple thank you gift. It doesn't have to be anything elaborate or expensive. I think it's good etiquette. It's just kind to do that. Don't show up empty-handed. And I know that's difficult with little kids. I know you're like, oh, my gosh, Kathy, come on. But, again, it could be something. When candles are on sale, buy extra. Like, I do try and keep things in my house that I can give as gifts um, if I see, coffee mugs or things like that so that I'm not having to run out and buy something. So those okay. kind of things, it's a good thing to stock up, up on anyway when you need a quick gift. And then um, and then thank them afterwards once they've had you. It doesn't matter if it's your mom. It doesn't, doesn't matter. You know, whoever it is, take a few minutes afterwards and thank them for having you in their home. I think that's valuable. Okay. We want to yeah. be a good guest. Prep your kids. Prep your kids. Prep your kids. Don't sugar them up and keep them up all night, hoping they'll sleep all the way on the car ride. Stick to your routine before, and I, I think you'll you'll have a great time at someone's house. Oh, thank you so much, Kathy. Well, I listen. I've been a terrible guest many times, and maybe that's how I know this <laughs> is that I see people's faces when I say I want to come visit. Um, no, I I hope that we all can just um. Have a great holiday season. My goodness, I can't believe it's already almost here, though, Christmas. And I hope that – one thing I do want to mention is last year we did a podcast about preschool, like what your preschooler really needs. And I hope if you haven't listened to that podcast and you haven't done all your Christmas shopping, listen to that because that list is different than a lot of people think for what your preschoolers need for Christmas. Quality toys, yes. fewer toys, but quality toys. So I want to throw that Then Also, the Homegrown preschool I want to mention, is having an amazing sale. that We're giving away um, sensory kits free. You either get a frog kit or a color mixing kit or a snow kit and extra water beads with the purchase of a curriculum right now, and it's on a great discount. So if you don't have the curriculum, wow. that's a great gift to ask someone for um, for you. So I think that's all I want to say. Anything else for you?
2: No, that's it. As always, thank you. I actually, even though some of it was stuff that I didn't want to hear, I do feel (laughs) better prepared. (laughs) I do know what I I need to do on the front end. And now I have plenty of time to kind of prepare myself and um, get ready for it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So and I, thank I think you. That's key. and I think it's key for those of us who have people to also be prepared and I need to do that as well and make sure, you know, one thing I've been on the hunt for is a little table and chairs to have for my grandsons when they come so that they have oh. a place that's theirs to eat. And I think that's helpful. And so things like that, um my We need being prepared. I know that's the wrong thing to say. We hate that, but being prepared is key. All right, friends. I will talk to you soon. All right.
0: Okay, thank, thank you, Kathy. You. Hey, I thought I would jump back on here and let you know that Ashley called me about five minutes after we finished this podcast and said, you know, I've been thinking, we didn't talk about the partners at all, the dads, and she was so right, so I thought, you know what, I'm just going to add it on the end because neither of us wanted to leave you feeling as if it is your job to do all of this, and this is why we have partners and spouses and why it's easier when you have two, and most of us do, not all, but most of us do, and so... Make sure that you talk to them before you go and maybe you even tag team and say, hey, you know what, we're going to have dinner here and I'd really like to sit and visit with my family. Do you mind putting the kids to bed and, and, you know, taking care of them so I can do that? Or I'll take them, you know, this night so that you can go out and play basketball with the guys or whatever. But maybe you have that upfront conversation so that you are not the one always in the corner with the baby or in the bedroom with the baby trying to keep the baby out of the way. And I think if you have that um, game plan going in, you're going to be a lot less stressed. Your partner's going to know what to expect. You guys are going to have that plan together. So I'm so glad she called me back so we could add that in this podcast. And again, we don't have it figured out. We don't know it all. We just know that things that we've had to think through and talk through might be beneficial for you and Ashley too with with this upcoming um, visit that she's making, all this traveling. So I hope you have good travels. I hope that you enjoy your time with your family, your friends, whoever you are seeing this holiday season. I'm so thankful that you continue to listen to this podcast. And you know, as we roll into 2019... Let me know what you're interested in talking about, hearing about, having me say. It helps me so much when you guys email me and Facebook message me and Instagram direct message me. You do, and I'm so grateful because it gives me insight on what is meeting your needs. I love doing this. I love encouraging you and hopefully inspiring you to mainly just be present with your kids, that all the stuff at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I, I keep thinking about George Bush and talking about his dad and, I know people have now written about it, but immediately while I was watching it, all I could think was he's just talking about the moments. He's talking about the everyday moments. And I know that's something that I rant about in my talks, but it, it really is true. Those everyday moments are the things that our kids are going to remember. So I hope you're enjoying those with your kids today. Have a great week.